Hi everyone and welcome to Ask the Coach Show episode 28. I'm Jeff Plum and with me as always is Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Hi Jeff, how are you this Monday morning? I'm very good, yes, excited for a new week. Um, we've got plenty of great questions for you today. Um, are you excited about a new week ahead Alois? I certainly am, yeah, it should be, uh, should be a good week. Lots, lots on the agenda. Excellent. Very good. Alright, so let's get into the show. The um, Ping Skillers question of the day from last week was, do you play in a club? So, um, Alois, do you want to um, answer that question? Yeah, so I, I, I certainly played in a club uh, when, um, when I was growing up and a little bit later as well. Um, I think <clears throat> probably you know, one of the, the best things I did was uh, being involved in the club that I was in Coburg um, when I was uh, when I was playing, you you go down there. There's players to play with. You see lots of different types of players, um, and you know there's it's it, it's inspirational uh, to be be there with with the better players and uh, and see how they train and uh, yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed my time in the club. What about you, Jeff? Um, yeah, same thing. Uh, going to a club was the best thing I ever did. When I was uh, just starting out, I was just playing with friends, and once you go to a club, totally new experience, totally new players, and you just learn so much. So, you know, I encourage everyone to um, try and find a club in their local area and just go and see what it's like, because it uh, certainly is fantastic. Okay, um, I'm just having a bit of a trouble bringing up the questions here, Alice, which is a bit of an issue uh, on the Q&A app. Do you want to see? Maybe you can just email me the questions just so I've got or, them there. Yeah. Or you um, can, have you got them there? Yeah, I've got them up here. So, um, so. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you uh, ask the questions for a change? Okay, that, that's what I'll do. All right. So... So uh, the the first question is our ping skillers question, and um, and the question is, who is your inspiration? So that's something. For okay. You to yes, we're looking forward to finding out your answers to that. Leave a comment in the show, and um, we would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, great. So then our first question um, from it's from Siddharth um, is. Let me just get it up. I'm not that good at this, Jeff. Um, I've recently seen your video about amazing tricks where you played holding a shoe. This reminded me of a video of Zhang Zikke where he returned the ball with his shoe, which which he was wearing. Um, is that legal? And how can I perform it? What okay. Do you think? Well, I don't answer this one, Alloys. Um, that. Certainly is not legal. It, it's really a bit of a, a party trick, but it does look very good and it does get a lot of laughs when you do it in exhibitions, alloys. Um, and I got away but no, with it too. you have to. You got away with it. Those umpires always let you get away with that. <laughs> so the actual rule is you have to actually hit the ball with your bat, which has to be in your hand, or actually up to your wrist is actually counted as part of your. Um, bat. So if it hits your wrist as you're playing and goes in, that is fine and considered okay. All right. All right. Um, so we'll move on to the next question. Um, 
and this one is from Todd. So Todd's asked us, uh, whenever I try to loop the ball or topspin the ball, I've noticed that it's easier to loop whenever I get lower. I'm able to have more leverage on the ball. Is this a good solution? Okay, well, I think I know what you'd say to this, Alice. You would say, yes, that is a good solution. If you get down low, then you're in a balanced position and it gives you a lot of options. So you can play your stroke correctly, but you're also ready to move and react to how your opponent returns the ball. Is that what you would say, Alice? Jeez, Jeff, I, you, you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, there you exactly. go. It, 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 it is quite amazing what a difference it does make and a lot of players, um, especially when they're starting, just don't, don't uh, realise that difference and can't feel that difference. You know, the number of times that we talk to players about bending their knees and staying low and it does take quite a while for them to sink in the real benefit of doing that. But once they do, then they really start to to see how well they can move um, and how balanced they are. So, uh, so it looks like Todd, you've um, you've had that um, that experience. So, yeah, just really keep working on on staying nice and low when you're playing. Okay, very good. Well, the questions are actually loaded finally, Alloy. So, I might try and ask the next two. Okay. So we've got one from we've got one from Thomas now, and Thomas says. What is the reason that so many players use a thinner sponge on their backhand than on their forehand side? To me, as a beginner who wants to develop the forehand and the backhand equally, this wouldn't make sense. Is that right? Yeah, so um, a, a lot of players don't have a stronger backhand, um, especially as they develop, they find that stroke a little bit harder to control. So that's why they use a slightly thinner sponge on their backhand side. Um, the thicker sponge allows you more speed and spin, the thinner sponge allows you more control. Um, I think when you're starting out though, it's best to just have the same on both sides uh, because especially when you're starting, you're just learning your uh, technique. You should have a reasonably slow bat anyway. So I think um, starting out, just use same rubber on both sides, just makes it easier to start to feel the control on, on both sides of your racket. Um, a little bit later on, you can then start to think about having the slightly thinner on the back end, if your back end isn't as strong. So. Okay, yeah, there you go. So um, I hope that answers your question, Thomas. Um, the next question is from BG, and BG said, I noticed that in videos from the 80s and before, the players tend to bounce the ball on the floor before they serve. Um, but players today tend to bounce the ball on the table. And um, what has caused this change? Yeah, you, you wanted to know whether there was a rule created. There certainly wasn't a rule created. But the, the, the interesting difference, though, is that now, um, most international match, or almost all international matches, are played on uh, a rubberized flooring, so it's harder to bounce the ball on it. So if you if you try and bounce the ball on the rubberized floor, it often doesn't bounce up high enough, um, and it's not as easy. Whereas in the past, um, most matches were played on a wooden flooring, and so it was easy to bounce the ball on the floor. So now players just tend to bounce the ball on the table or some of them bounce the ball on their bat before they 
before they serve up. It's just a little idiosyncrasy that's developed over time. It doesn't do anything. It's just something that um, that forms part of their service routine. So yeah, so that's that's why I think that uh, that's changed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it certainly is hard to bounce the ball off that uh, rubber flooring. And if you see um, when the ball hits the floor after a point or something, you'll see that it won't bounce. Um, so what was the reason for the change to the rubberized flooring in the first place, Alloys? Yeah, I think they, they wanted to just standardise um, the type of flooring that was used. Um, previously, there was you know there was wood, and there was sometimes there was a rubberized flooring or or different things, um, and the the rubberized flooring just makes it more even across the board. It's got really good grip, so um, you know with the wooden flooring, sometimes the the wood's a little bit slippery and you slide, and sometimes it isn't. So. You know, trying to get used to all these different things when the players are playing and playing at a high level um, is is difficult. So, so that's why they went to that. And also, it, I think for presentation, it looks really great. I, I, I like the um, the nice colouring they've got on the flooring. You know, previously they had the ready maroni type of um, colour, and now they've tended to go with the more light blue um, rubberized flooring. I think it, the, for presentation, it does it certainly does look good. Yes, it certainly does. But a lot of clubs will still have the wooden flooring because I guess that rubberized flooring is quite expensive. Um, and that's why I guess you'll see some players using a little bit of water um, to rub their shoes because the wooden floor can get a bit more slippery. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess players generally at clubs will be playing on wooden floors a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, most, most clubs can't afford the, the rubberized flooring, so yeah, they do tend to play on, on the wood. Um, but as I say, most international matches now are, um, are played on the rubberized flooring. So certainly a lot, a lot of the training venues, the higher performance training venues now um, use the rubberized flooring as well, just so that um, when they're training, they're training yeah. to how they get to play, obviously. So. Very good. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. And that wraps up the show. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Alois. We will see you again tomorrow. Thanks, Alois. Yep, yeah, thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, Jeff, and have a great day, Pingskillers.